Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Reverse Cowboy. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> Ever since I did the podcast, right? These new followers, sort of proper <laughs> freaky followers. So yeah, we, it's, a, it's a mental health support group, really, our, po- our podcast. That's all it is. Bruce Bro- Borsife has said, how does it feel to have a tribute podcast to you, Kev? Kev obviously doesn't listen to our podcast, else he'd never have come back in this room. Because every week... Like, like, no, oh, I'm I love Kevin, back, I love Kevin. <laughs> no. Really? Yeah, we're always talking about... It's become... A studio joke. We're always like, I'm always like, oh god, has Kevin rang you last week? He said to me, he goes, I thought I was seeing you on Thursday. I was like, what? And he's like, oh, Kev, Kev, Kev's it. premiere. And I was like, what? And I'm really gullible yet. Yeah. Like, Kev said you were coming to the premiere and you didn't come. But I was like, did you go? No, I, do you you invited. What, there's a skill to lying. No, you're yeah. so good at it though. I'm fucking amazing. Yeah. So I was like, what? And obviously he saw the look no, on my I'm face go down. I was like, I was like, I'm not heard from him to be honest. I heard from him and he's like, oh, it was a great night. And I, like, oh. No, I t- tell a lie like as if you're. Thinking while you're yeah. coming to you, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. your phone. Was yeah, he said. He, no, you Kev said your phone was broke. I was like, no, no, so my phone's not broke. He said not to ring you because your phone's broke. But I thought I was going to see. You. And he, he was like, he was all tears. He was like, Kevin really have a premiere. I was like, yeah, I thought I was going to see you there. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, have you? Has the film out yet? No, it won't be until the end of the year. Fucking hell, it takes time, doesn't it? Well, it does take time, but also, like when you're releasing a film, is what I'm learning now. Is that like if someone else has got a film and mm. it's in any way similar to yours, or if it's in the same demographic as yours, you need to it's, wait. It's like chicken. It's, who's mm. going to step out? That's so, where the phrase "back it up, princess" comes from. Yeah, it's like that Ben Affleck film he made. It was like a good film, then he had to delay it for a few years because Madeleine McCann got nicked. Yeah, well, yeah. this is it. I mean, like, oh, I mean well, she got nicked. She's in jail. It's all about they, they know their, their algorithms and their whatever. I mean, they, we had a screen test the other day. We had a screening sort of with an audience, and it's the film scored really high. And there's loads of things that, that they put into it. And it's all like a, a and it's like an actuary sort of thing. Well, you so know? They, how they decide the diary of coming out. But yeah, and then they it send it over actually. to America, and will oh, America like it, and all that. So, will Americans get it? Is it very British? Well, I mean, I need subtitles to understand it, and it's British, you know, so it's an mm. urban hood comedy, you know. I mean, you, Leo, growing up in the harsh streets of South London, oh, you'll, know, you'll know the lingo. You'll know the lingo. No, that is a pet hate of mine. Them white guys who walk around like, yeah, like, yeah, like some plantain. Honestly. No guy does that. I fucking, I, can, I will not and cannot listen to it. I'm sorry, mate, you are that. We're talking about cultural appropriation. Yeah. It's hilarious. This is no different to what what we've done, though, by having a sort of you know a Cockney accent or whatever. It's, mm. it's a survival thing, isn't it? It's like whatever, you just you just do it. But that's not, to blend not in. how people talk where you grew up. It probably is, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I'm ter- I'm terrible. I've actually had to look into it myself because you know my my wife used to say to me, she'd "Say, who the hell are?" You? Because like, yeah. I'd be in a room with people like Poppies and Tims and whatever, and I mean, absolutely, no, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I'd get in the cab and I'd go, all right, mate, can you take me down the old Kent Road? And I, I don't mm. know who I am, because you've got that ability, I've got that ability to to, to literally be whoever I want to be. That's it's a survival, it? but it's a survival technique, mm. you know? It's a subliminal thing that I, that I do. And I'll tell you, that I've got a couple of mates who've got a 
a voice. It's their voice. Yeah. And then they've got the voice they use when they speak to their bird. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's got When that they though, take that phone call. Hey, baby. Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> my, my, one of my best mates, his voice comes oh. up a notch. And, it, and it's, wow, fuck. Imagine how bad it is when he's at home. Oh, yeah, must That's be. Brutal. Brutal. Reverse cowboy. Yeah, so what have you been up to, Kev? Getting bloody divorced. Getting divorced out of my face. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. No. It's one of those things that you just think... I mean, people talk about getting divorced. And I was one of those guys. If I sort of saw a guy and he'd be like, oh, I'm going through a divorce. Yeah. Oh, she's throwing me out of the house. I sort of move away from him. I'd be like, oh, yeah, never mind, mate. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, because it, you, know, you never think it's going to happen to you. Otherwise, if you did, you'd never get married, would yeah. you? Let's be honest. You're obviously rich enough to get married at one point. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was rich enough to get married at one uh, point. A, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm not rich enough to get divorced. That's the truth. I mean, mm. I think most people are rich enough to get married if they don't do Chateau in France or whatever. Mm. Basically, 80 grand on a party or whatever. Pure luxury. Like- the thing with divorce is that... And, it, and I'm, I'm soaking all this stuff up at the moment about divorce because I'm going through it. And it's, Sorry for bringing it up. Well, no, 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 it's, mm. I mean, not... It happens to I so know, yeah. many people. It's, well, it happens to the majority of marriages. It happens to the majority of people. Like, my parents are still together. They've been together 40... 49 years they've been married. Are they, are they religious? They are. Yeah, they that, are. that helps, I think. They're deeply... Well, they're not deeply religious. They don't really go to church, but they were brought up... Those, those values. That, with those values. I think that helps people stay together. I don't know, just somewhere in the back of their head, they, they're like, that's what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, it probably keeps people together. It really shouldn't be together. Well, it's true. I mean, there's... There, thing is right is that every relationship is not perfect yeah no. and they're just not they're just not perfect at all and you have to do, and, and also, mine and leo's not Rest like a marriage honeymoon period but you're like not mm. like a marriage in the sense that you actually have sex well so, yeah we do exactly and it now it's pride month i just wanted to talk about that quite a lot actually. well it is pride month and we shouldn't really skip past it but do you feel proud leo i'm always proud but at the expense of sounding like an absolute fucking cunt <laughs> do, we, do we need Pride Month? It's not like the last 11 months we've been like, yeah, let's not talk about them. But I think you've got to look at history and that. Uh, okay, r- oh, recent oh, history, you you gay people take, have been you marginalised. You wouldn't want to yeah. take... We've got, to, we've got to celebrate them now. You wouldn't now. want to take Pride Month away from them, but it's not like... Let's be honest. The only bad thing been, about it... Pride a few years. Yeah, but the only bad thing about it is when you like... She's shitty corporations like big companies and like happy pride everyone and oh, then like, yeah, and then like yeah, yeah, next yeah. month they're just like I fucking hate gays <laughs> so when I, I was watching I was watching a very well known British airline advert the other day yeah. and they roll this one out around this time every year and flying it's, through a rainbow or something flying through a rainbow and everyone's sort of super camp on the flight and everything mm. and I just thought without them saying like it's pride month they are saying hey we're down with the gays just so you know. And then that advert disappears until they wheel it out again next year. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about anyone. They, they don't just want care money. about anyone. I'm 100% down with the guys. No problem with I the know guys. You are. Well, like, I mean, the thing no, is, right. You know what I'm not down with? The fucking alphabet mafia. Oh, go on, get on your fuck shit off. again. No, bollocks. I'm not having it. Shut up. Well, it's not affect you. Yeah, it well, does. It doesn't, mate. Really. Well, where are you from? Greenwich. So you're Greenwich. So you're South London. You're, like me. you're like me. So I'm from that area. I'm working class from that area. And I was brought up in the time. So I was born in the, in the 80s. And it was like, we watched adverts on television that was saying like AIDS was the most terrifying thing. Mm. And, and, and you know, I went to school where, you know, the humour was brutal. Yeah. It was absolutely brutal. I was bullied at school as well. Like, 
It was full on brutal. And what, it was, for dropping your gay card? I remember coming through <laughs> school and there being gay kids at college. And I remember mm. being like, wow, they're just openly saying that they're yeah. gay. Are they mad? Are they terrified? You know, yeah. like, Their heads kicked it. And do you know what? They the did, year, though. <laughs> the, the they first, got battered. Well, one, one of the kids in my class was a, a full-on drag artist, mm. right? And and he's not with us anymore, sadly. But I remember they would just look at me and I was so kind of ignorant to everything, even though I'd been in show business. I mean, when I was in Grange Hill, the mm. guys that dressed us were gay men and, and the women that dressed the girls were lesbians. Like, yeah. it, it was so... Gay such, profession. It was a really gay profession. I knew loads of gay people, but it wasn't really talked about because there was still this stigma of... Even mm. then, it was a private thing. Yeah, when we were young, it was, and that's not that long ago in the scheme of things. So that's why we have to have Pride Month, I think. Yeah, yeah, work. but what I'm saying is that we're now, like my mates who were gay that I look at, that were, that have I had loads when I was at college, and obviously being an actor and whatever, yeah. I look at those guys and I think, my God, I think back and I think how brave mm. they were because we would go out to nightclubs and genuinely dangerous mm. for them to be gay. And so as I got older, I started to really admire their bravery because I was thinking, if I was gay, mm. the, the places that we were hanging out and they were so out and so proud and they were tough. I mean, some of my mates were getting like proper punch-ups mm. with straight guys and I were... Love, I, I love a big tough gay bloke. Yeah. They were, <laughs> well, they were properly... experienced fighters. But yeah. they were properly fearless. Mm. No. And I, Imagine and how I scary that spectrum. was for them, though. Yeah, it's, it's no, terrifying, yeah. like terrifying. And if it wasn't for them, mm. if it wasn't for those like those guys, really blazing that trail, then it wouldn't be so easy. We wouldn't have Pride adverts and whatever oh. on television now. And like my little brother's gay; he's twenty years younger than me, and really struggled with. It. He said to me, "There was this was quite a homophobic house when I was growing up. When right. before he was out, it's because of the tone and the jokes and whatever." And I suppose you know, you're, a lot, you're a lot older than him as well. Like you're from a different generation, aren't you? Different generation. Yeah. And look, it wasn't like we were specifically sort of mm. uh, made gay jokes. It was, it was, we, we were a really comedy household. We made jokes about everyone. But he said to me, "It made me feel like I was odd mm. because the general tone was like." Well, we used to, like, in our generation, when you were, I'm sure it was the same down south, but up north, like, if something was shit, you'd say it was gay. You'd be like, that's gay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'd, yeah. So you just used that word. And you, you weren't ever thinking about being homophobic, but just that being in the culture is, like, extremely shit for yeah. a gay person. No, 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 we're all coming from a... We, we, we make a living out of, out of comedy. That's mm, what we do. Well, so, so, you know, you my... my, my <laughs> yeah, thing, <laughs> we, you know, we, we basically... I always feel like any subject, any mm. subject, whatever it is, as long as it's funny, it's off limits po politically. If I was a school teacher or mm. I was a politician, then I need to toe the party line. But my job is yeah. to make you laugh, and that is it. And if I fail at that, then by all means, yeah. send me to comedy prison. But if I make jokes that people say, I feel a bit triggered by that, or I feel a bit offended by that, it's like, well, you, you, that's all that's happening to you. You are not dying, and yeah. I'm not causing... Just don't watch it. But, like, so that my edibles person is a trans woman. Yeah. Used to be a man, he's now a woman, trans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was speaking to her, and she said, I'm almost going to just fuck this off now. And this was her own words. It's 
been hijacked. Because, and, it, and it makes sense because I was at Gay Pride in Manchester. Well, I was in Manchester last year and it happened yeah. to be Gay Pride. And I made a... Yeah. Oh, accident. That old chestnut. Well, Pride itself, love is love. It's about who you fancy, right? Mm. And fancy who you want, love is love. Yeah. So you've got lesbians, not gays and yeah. bisexuals. But now you've got the TQ plus blah, 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 all this other bollocks yeah. on the end of it, right? Mm. I was like... Genuine trans, who were trans 10 years ago, when it was hard, when it mm. was brave to do it, mm. before you were absolutely bulletproof, mm. you must fucking hate it because it's gone from being a, a, a love is love and love who you want and mm. absolutely mm. to now you've got a load of misfits who are still probably fucking virgins who are just looking for some form of identity with the old... But just... that's generalising because there'll be loads of them who actually now can just feel like they can just say they're trans and that's that and they're just, yeah. they're just minding their own business doing the thing. Well, what I'm saying but is from my viewpoint... The internet's had... full of knobheads, basically, in all sectors mm. and they're all annoying. Humanity is annoying. It's a cunt it's, farm. Yeah. When I was yeah. looking down Canal Street at the gay pride going on well, from yeah. a distance, yeah. Yeah. you had... The gays and the lesbians and in love is love and they're all you know and then you just had a load of fucking gamers with blue hair walking around like just kind of latching onto your fuck that mm. let them have their thing yeah it's not well, about it's not get about on Trans Street get off Gay Street number one I'm saying exactly Trenel Street when I lived in Manchester someone changed Canal Street they pulled the letters off so it said anal treat. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I don't think you do. What I'm saying is, it's like... You're getting offended on behalf of gay and lesbian people. Yeah, I am, yeah. They're probably not offended. I think they are. How many of you are? Well, let's let's be honest. Spokespeople are a minority of everything, aren't they? I mean, I know trans people that just want to get on with their life and just live their life and it'd be all right. They don't tell anyone. They don't tell anyone. They're just... just, It's just their personal thing. But then I also know people that are quite vocal about it and I think, well... Good for them as well because they're trying to raise awareness for something or other. Or well, for, probably for other people so that they can feel like they can come out. Right? Well, exactly. Well, exactly. So, but, I just think I don't give a shit, to be but, honest. Uh, what is missing in humanity right now is just compassion. That's yeah. it. It's just compassion. And that goes for them towards. You know, someone like me who's like a white, middle aged, straight guy. Mm. It's like we have to have compassion for people's ignorance as well because yeah. we've been brought up in a time where. We're trying to we're trying to download all this new software, so it's yeah. just all about compassion, really. I've got compassion for the white middle-aged straight guy who can't get a fucking gig because he's at the bottom of the ladder and he's being sandwiched. Are you talking about you? What gigs do you want? Yeah, well, let's say if I wanted to do stand-up, right, right, there's no way I can get on. A, well, well, it's really hard to do any creative job like that now because there's so many people who want to do it. It's like being in a band. Well, or, yeah, and there's a certain quote. You know, yeah, I get He's brave enough to go straight white geezer funny. I've seen loads geezer. of straight white geezers who are dead funny at comedy clubs, though. They are, they're still out there. There's, 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 it's like that peep show joke. Music's full. Funny. We haven't ceased to be funny, have we? No. We've just, there is a massive issue at the moment where I'm feeling it myself with work where I'm probably 70% down on my usual revenue because I'm a white, straight, middle-aged mm. man. But I do feel like what, what gives me the right to get, mm. uh, take umbrage at this, even though this has been my livelihood for 35 years, yeah. when it was an impenetrable, pardon the pun, thing for mm. gay people, black yeah. people to get into because it was dominated by a straight, middle-aged white man. It's so still it shit for you, to, though. It is still shit for me, but then, it, you know, it just means mm. that I can't do this job with the frequency that I like to mm. do it, but I can also diversify. It, it's, but you're I a good can, actor, so have you not considered... 
just pretending that you now identify as a lesbian in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Just get a load of work. Just just to identify as trans, just to get a gig. I'm sure there are people that probably do think about doing that. No, loads of people do it to prove a point. Just bowl straight into the women's toilets, wait till you get pulled up. What are you doing here? Fuck off, mate. I'm a woman. And you can't <laughs> yeah. really argue with I can it. imagine you doing that soon. <laughs> getting so angry. It's a bit cheap. I just feel like the problem with humanity in general is people aren't willing to accept anything. But it's opinions, basically. Yeah. And my thing is, look, we have to be compassionate. We have to be compassionate about everything. That goes that goes in the same way as my mum. She's 57, and she wants, She starts every sentence now with, well, if this makes me racist. And, no. and I'm like, well, you know what? It does a little bit, mum. Mm. But because of the time you grew up in and the, and the media that you were fed... 57? We're nearly 57. She's not even that old. Yeah, I was going to say, young mum. No, she's 67. I was going to say, yeah. About? 67. Yeah, she's 67. No, and so... Her hard drive is mm. old. She's on Windows 98, whereas yeah. we're all on Yosemite no, my mom, my or whatever. The same, yeah. yeah. So mm. when someone like Nigel Farage jumps up and he goes, well, I actually <laughs> happen to blame brown people coming over here, taking our jobs, people immediately go, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, because yeah. they've subliminally been fed that info in the Daily Mail and whatever for the last 50 years. So yeah. that's on their hard drive. That's way back in their back files. And then suddenly it comes to the front. And the reason why they vote for people like Nigel Farage mm. is because they feel that they are, not only are they not allowed to say these things, they're mm. not allowed to think it. And so if we had compassion to towards them people as well, and yeah. we don't get furious and fire Tracy from accounts because she made an off-colour joke at the water cooler, if we actually go, well, you know what, Tracy, mm. the thing is that maybe there's no inclusion and I think oh. that, that that separateness because we are all one that separateness is what's dangerous come polling day yeah. because people go in and they silently put the boot in it's like where are all the Tories when we're voting there's silent Tories everywhere and then come polling day mm. the Tories win because you're because right, they're yeah. sitting there, they've got their thoughts, they've got their beliefs, but they feel that they can't say it. The thing that I feel is like I would consider myself a true liberal in mm. the sense that I don't care what anyone does as long as children don't get hurt or people don't get hurt. As long as no one gets hurt, mm. I don't care what you do. But that comes with a price because it means mm. that there are the things that I don't agree with that I have to swallow because I'm a true liberal. So there's... This sort of like Guardian reader type who would mm. consider themselves as a left-wing liberal voter, yeah. they're not. If you read the comments in the Guardian section... it's like, One thing I've learned from doing this podcast with Leo and us two having different sort of natural positions, but also like acknowledging we don't really know what's going on, just talking about it as like mates, is that both sides are loaded with cunts. And like most of the left, who I used to think... I'm more politically aligned with them. It's just performative. It's, I'll be at the march. I'll be mm. at the thing. Mm. I'll be shouting about all this shit. Yeah. I'll be posting it on Facebook. But when it comes down to it, their lifestyle choices and things like that show that they don't actually give a fuck about real people. Well, it's virtue signaling. Yeah. I had a really good mate of mine who was really like, he made a point of putting anyone up if there was any sort of off-colour jokes or especially jokes around race or whatever. And mm. he gave me a lift home one day and drove through Brixton and he locked his car at, as he exactly, drove through Brixton yeah. and I went are you locking your car he went you, got, you can't be too careful you've got to be careful around here mate and it just made me think it's performative you know, it's just for them to feel better about themselves people have to start getting on you have to start getting on with your neighbours who might vote Tory you have to make friends with them and, you, and we have to find common ground and be respectful absolutely. because otherwise if we just shout at each other on the internet all day nothing gets done and everything gets worse absolutely yeah. and but, but also it's like we have to understand that like but, but if we yeah. all, if we all were the same and we all did the same thing it would be boring mm. it would be boring there's art in the conflict 
And, yeah. and me as a comedian, what I understand is that there is no comedy without conflict. There's no joke if everyone's paying each other compliments. So this is why I feel like we need to fight for it, just for comedy alone. Is because mm. being British is something that I'm really proud of. And wherever I go around the world, mm. the, the main currency that I have got to trade is that I'm a Brit and I'm funny. It knocks it out of the park in every room, well, wherever you I go. pay for meals with No, that. but if I go to Australia... If you go, well, any Brit bloke who goes to Australia is always the funniest bloke in the room. Mm. And if you go to America, wow, you're, you guys are so funny. I mean, you're hilarious. You're, it's because we've had so much pain that yeah. we are funny. But a dark sense of humour, if I make jokes that are dark, it doesn't mean that I condone it. It's how I process my fears around oh. that subject. Sometimes you've got to laugh or cry at tragedy, haven't you? And with tragic events and tragic situations in life, if you laugh at them, you take the power away from them and you, you, yeah. you, otherwise it fucks you up. I remember your show, you used to do stuff that you wouldn't get away with now, didn't you? You used to do things that, like Fred West Side Story, didn't you? Which is Schindler's List 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I mean, that... can you imagine just pitching that yeah. now? And it is funny, and you have to... Look, what happened in the Holocaust... Everybody you? knows it's the this worst is... thing ever. We have to get something from it. Lovely right. town, Kevin. You've been on lovely. Just been in England, mate. I'm just unemployed. But the, <laughs> I feel more I have, a, I have a sense of duty to do it because I feel if I just sit here and join the gang of everyone else sitting there quietly just hoping to get cast in something and not mm. rock the boat then what I'm doing is I'm not fighting for my livelihood and for the future of people coming through, you know I think people need mm. to say look this is comedy it is art mm. and we and you have to leave it alone no one complains about new Damien Hirst pictures cutting whatever in half and mm. it's art this is art what we do reverse cowboy now, I'm pretty sure I went on a date with someone, but I got a feeling she might have been a porn star, but just didn't let on. <laughs> and she was sort of, sort of saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we had this kind of uh, this did um, this thing in uh, with filming, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, it was me and it's been a hint, yeah. six guys, and we made this, uh, and I was like, wait, wait, and uh, but I, but <laughs> I, I didn't. It's not until I was sort of like you know on my way home. But I was thinking... Started putting two and two together. Yeah, you know... Six guys filming. Like like Bruce Willis at the end of Sixth Sense when he realises he's dead. You know, like... In a, in a, oh, she's a porn star. Yeah. yeah. Imagine having sex with a porn star, though, because you'd just be like, oh, God, she had a massive dick last week and yeah. he was way better at it than me. He's a professional. Yeah. I'm rubbish at this. Sometimes I watch porn and I just... And I'll just Pause it and just 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 to get a look, just to say, is that bigger than mine or is yeah. that be knob up against the flat screen? Right? Yeah, and I sort of think to myself, imagine if like my acting work dried up and there was the only thing that was left for me was mm. to become a porn star, and you just think, would it look like that on camera? I don't know. How skimp would you have to be for them to say to you, right? We've got your job, Kev. You get some money, but you've got to do the entire Treasure Island Muppets film again. But it's porn, and you're an adult. You got fuck all the Muppets. Well, to be honest, mate, I mean, I have done a few films of a borderline anyway. <laughs> like they, and they, you know, some some of them were sort of, you know, almost, well, fucking puppets, almost there. No, Muppet Treasure Island, that was that wasn't that it wasn't, wasn't no that wasn't, but um, wasn't Jim Henson's racist. There stuff. was other ones. There was other ones, and yeah. um, I'll have but, to check these out. Yeah, reverse cowboy. Someone broke into your car this morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's not very really nice. Is what it? it is, I've got a car right this old, and so it doesn't have any of the new systems on it. And I think, I think some of these car thieves, they've got 
they've got these gadgets mm. that can open cars and where I live in Brighton it's like a vacuum thing yeah yeah and so like sometimes sometimes homeless people just get in there and have a kip I think and mm. so I, I get into the so car and I see I think hang on why is the visor like that why is the seat back hang on the glove box is like oh shit someone's mm. broken into and the car do you have, do you, well you don't leave anything in it do you well I don't know I mean it's, my car's a bit of a mess I mean for all I know there could have been all sorts in there and I, I won't know for t- two months when I go has anyone seen Mm. My Rolex watch. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> See, so I I've got a Rolex watch. I, just, I said Rolex watch, but I don't have one. Has anyone seen my Swatch watch? <laughs> See, I used to have a Citroen 2 CV6 when I was a student, like those little weird upside down pram cars. Yeah. And one of them. And that had like a soft top roof. And I lived in Salford and like Manchester. So there's no point lock it. If I locked it, they'd just rip it open and just go in. It open. So yeah. I just left all the doors open all the time, just nothing in it. I had a steering lock on so no one could nick it. Anyway, like one morning I had to drive to uni. I was living in Manchester, I had to get Salford and got in the car. It was like a freezing cold day and started and driving along and then all of a sudden said a fart Turn around, there's a fucking homeless guy just waking up on the back seat. <laughs> I swear to God, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like that. Wow! And, and he was like, he went, "Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Where am I? Where am I, mate? Where, sorry, mate." Oh, he woke up and fought. He went. Oh, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> what woke him wow. up? Wow! And I shit myself, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, mate. I just want so much sleep, mate." Like and I was like, I pulled over and was like, "Get the fuck out!" I think that's what happened to me. I think that's. I think that's what it is. I think they just they're, they're pissed. It's, it's night time, and they're just looking for somewhere. Fair to Fair enough. Kip. Yeah. But fair enough. Don't fart. Yeah, just just don't nick anything. Don't nick anything. If you you were a homo, which is my, um, just to save time, that's my short version for homeless person. person. (laughs) All right, okay, I'm glad we we cleared that up. If you were were a raging homo, would you be homo? Uh, Seaside. Hampstead. It's got to be somewhere... Yeah, Hampstead is a really good one. There was a guy who did it, wasn't there? You just even feel even more homo because (laughs) of the extreme welfare. You've got to be in nature. You've got to have access to nature and posh people to rob. Ibiza would be a good homeless spot, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's loads in like Venice Beach. Just look like surfers, and they just bum around and yeah. pick up fags. I, I used to I used to live in Venice, and um, oh. there's just millions of homeless people there. And mm. I haven't lived there for a, for a while now, and and apparently it's, it's off the scale. The homelessness is really? really bad. And uh, a mate of mine is an actor, and I was talking to him on the phone. We were FaceTime, and he was in, he lives in Venice Beach. Mm. And I was back in the UK, and he said to me, "This is lockdown," and he said, "Kev," he went. If you could see what I can see right now, and he just he just reversed the camera, mm-hmm. and there was a guy with these little weights, just just he's trying to do his little workout, his little lockdown workout, and there was just a homeless guy next to him, just screaming into the sky, <laughs> taking his shit, <laughs> right, just ne- right next to him, and he's just trying to do burpees, and, and I just thought, <laughs> and he, he said, he said it's fucking, he said it's like Mad Max here, yeah. he said it's just gone, it's gone fucking mental. Is it is it possible to shit and scream? Yeah. Like, like obviously it was happening, like it was in the process of, but it's a bit like pissing and farting. Well, it you depends what you're you shitting. To... It depends yeah. what you're shitting. I think I may have done that in the past. Yeah. <laughs> shitting and scream. Yeah. When you were shitting out of 50p or something. Well, do you want to get sort of hedgehog? Yeah. <laughs> Is it possible to run and have a shit at the same time? Yeah, that woman did it, didn't she, in the marathon? Oh, she did, yeah. Well, no, she stopped. Do you know what? Mm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like talking about shit stories, but mm. I, I, for a, for a man of my age, I actually have too many, really. Really? Yeah, I, it's just something that's happened to me a few times, and running was the big catalyst. I started a very running. Very loose sphincter. 
Yeah, very loose yeah. thing. Well, I was a child actor, so it's, yeah. it's quite, comes comes to the territory, mate. You know what I mean? Not many people have a tight one when they, you know, if you're a child actor. Remember um, <laughs> Kemet's uh, dressing room? Yeah, oh god, yeah. Well, it's Fonzie, it's Fozzie Bear is the worst one. But oh, anyway, big furry cock. We won't we won't talk about that. I mean, his his, his story's about to be released in the sun anyway. But yeah. yeah, so basically, I started running early in the morning, about five o'clock, before the kids woke up and everything. I was running one morning along Brighton Beach, and I suddenly was like, oh. Hello. Oh, God. And I remembered, I'm quite regular. Mm. And so I was was running along the beach and I was thinking, I hope this public toilet is open. (laughs) And I got to the first one and it was closed. So I thought, next one, which is quite far along, quite far on the beach, run to the next one. I'm thinking... This one needs to yeah, be. So basically, you're sprinting around Brighton looking for a public toilet. Looking for a public toilet. I'm wow. completely unprepared. I'm completely unprepared. And, uh, you know. It's Brighton, though. There's no like, stray butt plugs on the floor you could use to. Oh, there's, plug loads, it for of, a there's loads of those, but you, but you, you don't want to touch them. You don't want to touch Rinse them. Rinse it in the sea. Well, I wasn't. I, I'm not. I'm, I haven't thought this through like you have, right. clearly. But the third one, I thought, if this isn't open, then I am, I am shitting. Yeah. There's no, nothing to stop it. Yeah, sometimes you just got to go. Well, I got there, it was closed. Mm. So I literally squat down beside the side of this public toilet. You close it, I'll shit outside it. Yeah, but it just, it, I needed it so badly, it just went... <laughs> and it came out in one, just like a cow pack. With <laughs> literally, <laughs> like that, just came out and I was like, Jesus. And, then, and as I'm there, it's bearing in mind, it's five o'clock in the morning. And, and I'm right by the old pier, which has crumbled into the sea. And this, this guy is walks in front of me, and he's got a telephoto lens, right? And he's taking pictures of the of the of the, the thing for, for crumbling into the ocean. And he's talking to himself because it's five o'clock in the morning. There's no one else around, and he's going, "Wow, that is spectacular." Uh, talking about the old pier, and he's going, "That is that is a real thing of beauty." Well, and he's talking, just get, and he's got his telephoto lens out, and he's and he's just clicking away, clicking away at this thing. And I'm literally. I'm literally lucky I wasn't downwind of him, and but I was literally just behind him, about five feet away. And I thought, mate, mm. the best picture is right behind you. Yeah, you, you, this is the one. This is actually worth money. This is the money. Wildlife shot. photographer of the year is you <laughs> bent over and the... a proper wildlife shot. Yeah, a, a proper wildlife shit. shot. That, yeah. that sound effect you did, the yeah, it's so accurate because if you you, you know like. You've got kids, right? Mm. My daughter, when she was, she must have been six months old, I was changing her nappy. And so she was, you know, nappy changing distance away from me, like half a metre, kind mm. of sitting there. And she did a, and it, it was a flying shit. And it landed and stuck to my leg. <laughs> God's honest truth, a flying shit. And Amazing. it stuck to my leg. And it was that exact sound. I'd drop her straight off of the orphanage if and, that's you. Talk, you talk, should wipe it off though now, Leo, because it's talk, been there a couple of years. And talk, like, you know, oh, you know it's sentimental. Listen to this for a like keeping the teeth. Listen to this for a, what must be a Chinese whisper. Uh, mm. Someone told me that Philip Schofield turned up to work with dry shit on his neck once. <laughs> I mean, it can't be true. Can no, it? Why, why can't it be true? I mean, in this in this day and age, you know, I just feel like anything's possible. He looks like a clean man, even though his intentions aren't. He looks, he looks like he's metic- We've meticulously all had a piss clean. In the sea, yeah, right? We've yeah. all had a piss in the sea. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever had sea shit? Yes, I have. I have. <laughs> I haven't. I have, and I'm proud. And um, <laughs> it's actually the best. It's, I think it's the best place to go. Yeah, yeah. why yeah. not? Okay. I mean, Na- it's nature. Yeah, I mean, the stories are filling fill the sea with shit anyway. You might as well add to it. Well, yeah. I've stopped. It's essentially in Italy. You've got to do it. I've stopped yeah. eating oysters in this country now for that reason. Really? Because really? I'm aware of this sewage and like. Whitstable oysters were used to be the best because yeah, they were, but full of turds. All this sewage they're pumping into the ocean. Surely them oysters can't be any good now. 
you get a little pearl of well, shit. Well, maybe they <laughs> maybe they taste better. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that, the fertilizer. Isn't that basically that's what prawns eat? Eat prawns just feed on shit, do they? And they're delicious. Well, slu- yeah. Do they just well, eat they fish shit? Are they? A bit like oysters, prawns. It's not the prawn that's delicious. Well, they're bottom the feeders, the sauce. Mm. aren't they? I don't feeders. believe that prawns are of this planet. And all octopus, they look, they look like, they look more alien than like the aliens that we get told visit us. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, you're they, right. they, you're they, right. they look fucked. And seals is. Yeah, yeah, they can't be from here. Have you seen? Have you seen the clips on at the moment about the about the um, orcas that are attacking boats and sinking? Yeah, Gladys. I mean, it's Gladys in, in Gibraltar. See, Proper horror movie stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's well good. I mean, I'm orcs. on the uh, orc- orcas. No, orcs. 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 <laughs> yeah, get off your boats. <laughs> They're gonna sink your boats. Uh, yeah, Gladys. So Gladys the orca. Supposedly, she's been hit by. Um, a, a boat at some point and she's she's vengeful she's so annoyed yeah. that she's now training the young orcas to go and kick the fuck out of the uh, yeah. or tail the fuck out of the uh, the, the um, she's probably the she's probably just um, like a sort of jilted wife or something she's probably like, but maybe caught her a male she's, orca husband having an affair or something she's just gone this is it she's gone full on she's like Eileen Warnos of the sea yeah <laughs> destroying rich men's boats did you ever watch the thing about sea world Thing, the, the yeah. what was it called? Blackfish. Yeah, it right. was, wasn't very pleasant, was it? I watched that though, and and it, and it just it really did dark me out because it was like they're so intelligent, yeah. dolphins and oh yeah, orcas, sorry, I mean, they're mammals as well. So they're little cunts though, like us, because they, they <laughs> yeah. like dolphins go gang raping. They know yeah. what they're doing. But maybe intelligence but, is just a key to evil. It is, you thing, know, yeah. if you're thick as shit, you can't be that evil, can well, you? Well, if you're, you're clever, clever you could be calculated. And um, well, actually, I, I I actually believe that thick people can be calculated as well. That's a bad combo. That is mm. to be calculated and thick. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 Fred West. That's it. That's what it is. The other day, right? Um, just to on that note, as listeners know of this podcast, I've got a weird, morbid fascination with uh, Fred and Rose West. Okay, but, and as you do, yeah. I just I don't know why I have, but I just have. I've got problems. No, I went to, I went to this festival. I was driving past Gloucester on the way back, and I popped in to see Cromwell Street, and I just drove past it. I've never been there. No, no, because that's what normal people do. Yeah. What's and, normal? And, is it on your bucket list? No, I drove in. I was like in my head, I'm going, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" What am I doing? <laughs> and it's like only five minute detail. But I was like, "I've got to go and see where Freddie well, did his Fred, naughties." Uh, not Fred. Rose West called his bluff. He, being the, the you know the, the morbid guy that he is, contacted Rose West Prison and said, "Look, I want to you know I want to interview on the podcast." <laughs> that's what I said. He called him in. So I'm not going yet, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna actually. Video. We we discussed it and we said, "No, you know, look, uh, there's, there's victims no, out there." He that wanted. Still alive. Hold on a minute. Like, what was your opening question going to be of Rose West? Been training, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, "How's Oliver?" Because she's got a budgie called Oliver. See, I'm not a journalist, so a real journalist needs to go in there because basically Rose West knows where all the other bodies are and there's like 20 other bodies, supposedly, and there's rumours where they are, but the, the police won't go dig up the sites because they don't, can't afford it just to go dig up random places without yeah. substantial evidence. There's loads of families out there with missing people who suspect it was them, and Rose knows everything. She is completely denied everything from the start. She's convinced herself she is not guilty, even though yeah. she is. So what you need to do is go in there, win her over, Come mates with her. Go, Rose, you want to play some Connect Four? You know, we've ever been on a, you know, skateboard. I bet she's brilliant at Connect Four. I she, bet is. she is. I bet she, I bet she's nailed it. I reckon she can do like Rubik's Cubes and all that as Fucking well because right, she's had all that yeah. time in her hands. She's dead good at baking, isn't she? She keeps winning the bake off in there. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so she, I'd win her over and then eventually I'd just be like, oh God, if I was to bury 20 bodies in Gloucester, I don't know where I'd do it. Where'd you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game. It's a little bit like what would you do if you won the lottery, but it's with bodies. <laughs> Yeah, baby, that's what 
Yesterday, Brian Harvey was trending like mad. Oh, he went mad, Brian. I, said, I mean, he, he's not well, is he? No. But you know he's not him, been well for a you while. Know about him he? munching all them potatoes and running, yeah, yeah, himself, running over. himself over. It's well, easily done, skill. though. It's yeah. easily done. Prince Harry's in court. He's going for the people who handed his mum and all this shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's in court yeah. doing this. Like, Harry, anyway. Tending to get chased around by Pops. <laughs> no, so he, he's doing it for his mum's legacy. He's not he's doing it for him, I think. I don't think. Anyway. Ginger bull wanker. Well, yeah, I've not been paying attention, to be honest. I don't give a fuck about I've got a black girlfriend. I'm not like the rest of my family. <laughs> I hate all the royals, including him, right? but I like how they've st- stirred things I up like anyway. Yeah, I, think I'd like, I think I'd like the royal family more if they actually behaved like the medieval royal family. Yeah. If they just came in, if Charles just came in and went, right, OK, things are going to change now. We're getting a polar bear again on London Bridge. Uh, we're going to put... They're going to put politicians in the stocks. You, know? you should do something radical, shouldn't you? Just do something. We're going to cut someone's head off and put it on London Bridge. Imagine everyone would be like, fucking hell. He could do it probably as well. He could probably yeah, get away with it. He's just sat in his mum's clothes now on her, on her seat. Yeah. He looks like a right idiot. Yeah. Like, Norman well, like, Bates. Imagine if he just... got his ears pierced? He just, he, just beheaded, <laughs> he just beheaded Camilla or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I don't like her fanny anymore. Yeah, I think that Henry VIII is a really underestimated king. I Actually, as someone who... Outwardly despises the royals, or despises what they stand for and what they do—not mm. the individuals necessarily, but what the monarchy is. So I, what is it about the royal family that that you that, is it the un, the unfairness of it? Yeah, it's just that yeah. we've got five million children living in poverty, and we've just spent all that money on it on this yeah. idiot getting a crown party. I, yeah. I don't even care about. See, for me, I was the down with the queen because so I was raised correctly, and the rules are different. It's an old woman. <laughs> Yeah, it's, is yeah. a little, it's what, what um, she stands for. It's not who she is. I mean, I, my, my family are Irish, right? So obviously, I'm not from a royal sort of, you know, no, supporting background at all. You but, shouldn't be because they fucked you over well, for years. Well, exactly. Anyone with any Celtic history, obviously. not a fucking Irish name. It's my mum's name's Delaney. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, my mum's one of the 13 kids. Yeah, I got banned from Instagram. I lost all my followers, including Kate Beckinsale, which I'm still upset about, right? But I lost them all because of that, what you were just saying, because. William and Kate, one day, they did a video on St. Patrick's Day where they spoke in Gaelic and they were saying happy St. Patrick's Day to the Irish people. And I just thought, the cheek of these cunts, after we invaded their country, lived in it for 700 years, made them stop speaking their language, all this shit, and then William and Kate stood there going, talking in Gaelic. I was like, the cheek of these cunts. So I I just posted the video and said, this makes me want to join the IRA, which obviously, (laughs) the IRA is disbanded, supposedly, and I I won't know where to start to join them. I don't mean it. I got banned for promoting terrorism. But the, the thing is, right... Kate, come back to me. The thing is, right, is it... Oh, yeah, is that but, your most yeah, famous but, follower, but, yeah, Kate? The oh, point, David Beckham's an old trade, gives me a fiver a month. No, he doesn't, swap. though. You've already admitted he lied. I, I know people that have met Prince Charles, and they think he's quite a sort of... Sure, he, he, right? he tries to do some good things. You know that. You know the Millennium Dome? Mm. Prince Charles, when the Millennium Dome was being built, is he was campaigning for the money that was spent on the Millennium Dome, however many mm. millions it was... He wanted pylons to be sunk into the ground mm. all across the entire UK for the money that they spent on the basically, which was a fucking party house, yeah. to, to sink pylons into the UK into the floor, which would have lowered radiation and everything. In it. it would there'd be no pylons, which above is a great ground. idea. However, yeah, like he, he does good. He's happy to spend half a billion pounds on his coronation. Is it is it his decision? Yeah. That, that that happens. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've got a very similar campaign, and it is a petition to stop people being able to give other people gifts, which is where Happy Christmas, there's a voucher, you've got to walk up the side of the O2, and you get a 100-metre-higher view of Woolwich. 
and Plumstead. What? And all... Oh, What's that got to do with the royal family? Have <laughs> <laughs> you on edibles? Have you reached that stage? No, I've lost my cash card. Yeah. And uh, it's a different a... drug altogether. Reverse cowboy. Just say one thing about the royals, though. Yeah, back right. to the royals. Just, 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 if, say, yeah. when Charles came in, or when William comes in, if he went, right, I'm going to do the, the ra- most radical thing, up. right? He said, yeah. he'll go... I'm acknowledging that in the past, my ancestors did things that were wrong, yeah, yeah. but it was part of the culture then. Now, yeah. I'm not going to apologise for it, but I'm acknowledging they did it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give back some of this wealth we stole to these countries, because I don't need it all. Yeah. I'm still being the fucking king. I'm still having my castle, yeah. right? But I'm going to give some shit back. I'm going to try and support poor people in those places. I'm going to do something radical to modernise the royal family. Yeah. I like, just acknowledge that... The, it's unfair the distribution of wealth and they have so much just acknowledge it yeah. rather than just going around opening a yeah, fucking food no, pack it's very easy to point the finger at the royal family because they when people think like England and wealth and whatever mm. if you're American and whatever you think the royal family Buckingham Palace whatever and obviously loads of money and, it's, and, mm. and they're the ones who've got all the money but the reality is is that human nature more money that the people get the more tight they become and the, and the more they try look at these companies mm. they just make it tighter and tighter and yeah, tighter yeah. so no one's got any, mon- any money we've got to it's work out but I think that the thing with the royal family is, if you imagine, I bet France wish they still had a well, king you, you say and queen. That, you, you know how the argument is always, like, oh, well, they're bringing so much tourism. Well, Versailles, the Palace of Versailles in France is the most visited palace in the world, and they got rid of the fucking monarchy hundreds of years yeah, ago. But that's only because so, there's not a sea to cross to get to it. You know? Never heard of it. Buckingham Palace would be if it didn't have a, didn't have a sea. We got a tunnel, mate. It. That's why we built the tunnel. Yeah. But... The, that argument is should have never they, built a channel they channel still, with all the palaces we've got all the buildings they've raked it in all, mm. all the Chinese tourists there mm. buzzing <laughs> yeah you know I'm on the fence about the room oh you're um, going for your MBE aren't you not at all not at all <laughs> I wouldn't accept one And uh, but but I still feel you like, heard that Charles if you're listening I still feel like there's something to do with the, the royal family mm. bit. it's just a thing that looks good to the rest of the world, I feel. Like, especially when, when, now the Queen's gone, maybe not, actually. Mm. But, well, that, and also Prince Andrew. She was well. an iconic leader. No, that, he had real integrity. But just think about what surrounds that in this country, the problems we have in this country. It's not fair that we spend so much money on having a royal family. They, they store so much wealth. It's just not fair when there's children starving. We need to address that. If Prince Charles went, I'll give 4% of my wealth to, to stop children mm. in poverty, I'd be like, you're a fucking don. When you, you mean, break it, it down... He won't, because he if, thinks he's better than us. If we're all about celebrating gangsterism, yeah. that's extreme gangsterism. Oh, yeah, like, think, biggest think, crime family in the world. One of my pals, he's very close to becoming a billionaire. Really? Yeah, he's very close to becoming a billionaire. Well, you're not just giving you a bit. Self-made, self-made. Send him a and, drug and, dealer. And do you know what? He's, he's a, he's, he loves his life and, he, and he's... Bet he fucking know, does. Yeah, he really does. But he works really hard and he's, you know, he's, he's been very lucky as well and, and he's smacked it. But Does you he know, still want more, though? Does he still want more? Does he want to, I bet he wants to reach the billion, doesn't he? It's that thing, isn't it? It's like when you've would, got that kind it, of money... Money. But when you've got that kind of money, it's like... You're just money brings money, and I've yeah. had moments in my career where I couldn't afford to get a sandwich where I was mm. that skin, and then I had moments in my career where money was not an issue at all, and it comes and it goes, and so you so I know I just it's feel, shit in it because when you were growing up with from a working class family or whatever, like we all have, and then when you get like I've had periods where I've been given money, like when I got a record deal and publishing deal, and I got given more money than I could imagine ever having. I had yeah. nothing before, and I just fucking threw it all up my nose, gave yeah. it to everyone, and then it was gone. 
And then I was like, yeah. I could have bought a house at one point. And I was, just, yeah. I was an idiot because I didn't, because I'd never had any money. I didn't respect money. Well, no, yeah. you didn't think you deserved it. No, no I, I thought it wasn't thing. mine. About yeah, a year ago, I bought a Versace leather jacket and now I'm looking to sell it if anyone wants. I've well, never on the last it. podcast, we mugged you off about it. That's why. Fuck. No, I just said I never wore it. I fucking wore it on the last podcast. Yeah, you did, I? yeah. We said it looked like Shit. it came from a market. And someone said, you're like Todd Carty. Did they really? Yeah. Who said that? You think? Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. If I said it, that's cool. I do look like Todd Carty when I wear it. Todd Carty. That's purely because on, the back, on the back of it, I've got Wolford written in metal studs. <laughs> like T-Birds. No, do you know what? Wolford. Todd Carty's final scene, he rode off in his motorbike out of Albert Square with a leather jacket on. And I don't know if I'm making this up. I'm pretty sure he had Wolford written in studs on the back of his leather jacket. <laughs> no, he just had AIDS written in studs. Did he get AIDS? Back. Yeah, AIDS bird. Yeah. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So, Tell me, baby. Have you been vabbing? I can't keep my eyes off you. A woman has married an AI-generated husband. She calls him a perfect husband. So Ramos, she's called him. Oh, no, she's called Ramos. Ramos? Long the, Ramos and Erin exchange text pictures and talk about life. She's nah, created she's AI. AI. She's AI. Erin. 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 That's, no, a, Aaron's that's a, guy. a software name. He works as a medical professional and enjoys writing as a hobby. He can, oh, is this what, like the this perfect is, man? This is the robot. This is the AI. robot. He's got a job now. He's just... Yeah, oh, I'm, go I'm go on. What else does he do? Hang on a minute. No, I'm getting do. this wrong. Uh, she's the medical professional. He's not got a job, which makes more sense. Yeah. I can't no, believe. everything she says, he goes, yeah, same. Yeah, so Ramos... He's, he's a therapist. A, yeah, I like a, writing, yeah, He's same. a fucking handsome lad. Yeah. yeah she's Can I have a look at him? Yeah, she's created a real handsome lad. But she's fit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she's... have a look She's created him and she's married him. How does this... I'm completely confused. I know, yeah. How I don't, does this... Physically. How, how does he create... I mean, he, does not, he doesn't physically exist, though, does he? This is just in a sort of AI I don't world, know. right? I'm still Same trying to work out who's who. Where did she meet him? Was he on Tinder or...? She's created him. And then she's... He's a, an excellent lover. How's she fucking him? Because I want an AI wife Hold who on. can fuck him. While we're on about fucking non... 
breathing things. Can we just oh, talk God. about that? <laughs> well, is this guy to necrophilia now? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, next week on the uh, <laughs> Jimmy not, Savile. This is not a necro vibe, but I want to just talk about how mental it is that, it, like, women having sex toys is so normal and... Whatever, yeah, cool. Yeah, you with your flashlight on the tube, you yeah. get arrested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's if, not fair. If I'm walking along out of my street and my equality. flashlight falls out of my pocket, everyone calls me a weirdo. No. Yeah. Have you ever put your dick in a flashlight? I've never even seen one. Yeah, sorry, can you just explain what is a flashlight? It's like... Uh, called, nice try, kid. Like a, rubber, a silicone vagina? vagina, but it looks like a torch and then you screw the end off and you can have a shag with it. Really? Yeah, and we'll get you one next time we come in. Oh, yeah, please. No, but, Are they available on Amazon? or? Yeah, that's yeah. where I got mine. Reverse cowboy. So last episode when you educated us that M word is a the better way of saying midget. Oh I yes. F- I have found and I keep sending him photos of her. Half fit is she? Oh well fit, yeah. This, a fit M word. Is this a dwarf? Mate. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's banging. Lovely. If you just saw her face, you could tell like that there's an M word. She's fucking hot. Have you seen those people who well, they've not got the M thing, but they've got an M word <laughs> shaped head? Oh right. Rihanna's yeah, yeah. got it a bit, yeah. and she's the most beautiful no. woman in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. got it a bit. She's got it. No, but, that, but that's the light bulb head formula. The big Try dolphin the yeah. forehead. Dolphin vibe, yeah. definitely. You know, I was talking to a mate of mine the other day, I was talking about people that are normal size, but they have a, a, a dwarf's voice. Really? Yeah, Dexter Fletcher on the uh, McDonald's. He's, oh, no, Dex. He's, but he's sort of got he, a little bit of a dwarf's voice. I mean, some, were you at kids acting school with him or something? No, he's a bit older than me. He went to Anna Scherz, I think. Mm. But, yeah, he's a... He's one of those people that are like really, you know, on the level, been in the business forever, and he's still a really, really nice guy. Yeah, he still acts. He's a phenomenal actor and a brilliant mm. director. Reverse cowboy. I think paedophile chic is a thing that exists, and police should be able to search people that have paedophile chic. They always chic. look like a paedophile, don't they? Yeah. So when you see him in the paper, like this guy's been arrested for whatever, and he always looks just like a paedophile. But it's like Savile. Savile had paedophile chic. How could we not? Of thought, that guy's hiding. It was too it's, obvious. It's too out there. It's just too out there. Yeah, he's and hiding I, in plain sight. Savile knew, and he even ta- taunted everyone. He's like, he, he made jokes about himself being a pedo on telly. He was yeah, so taking a piss because really. he, he was Prince yeah. Charles' best mate. No, he was yeah. truly disgusting. He was, yeah. but he was he, he was protect. He knew but he'd very, get away with it. But a very successful pedophile, all the same. If you if it was if it was a, a profession, he's also he's very very successful. Raised fifty million for charity. Bummed yeah. a lot of kids, but he raised fifty million for charity. So you know, you yeah. got got to look at both sides. Swings and roundabouts. Really, yeah, yeah, isn't it, really. I suppose. Yeah, my my mate uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Coogan, he's doing the the uh, Savile um, drama. I, I, I thought that was a risky move for him. Well, it, it really is. It really is a risky move. He, I actually he, saw some of it recently with Steve. Is it out now? It's not out. It's not out to the end of the year. But you know what? His performance is is phenomenal. Well, he's it? brilliant. He's absolutely. Do you still amazing. live with the Kuganizer? I have stayed with him for quite a long time. Yeah, I spend quite a lot of time. Is with it bunk beds? Um, we just mate. sleep in a double bed together. Yeah. You know, like a sort of married couple. But Do you, we, are you, know. you still living with him? Yeah. I, I flit around between his, my mum and dad's, yeah. and I'm just getting my own place again now because I just. As yeah. much as I love it there, and Steve's been so kind to me, I just need to have my own place. Reverse cowboy. I was on a set once, and that we had to sit on the bus with the supporting artists, right? And yeah. the supporting artists are, are they are, they are, uh, you know, they're an interesting. Bus. What is that like? Um, extras. Extras. Yeah, right. but we don't. We it's can't a nice way to them. say it. We can't say that to them. Sixty but, quid a day to sit yeah, around. Yeah, and... yeah, they get quite a lot of money. I should probably get about one hundred and twenty quid now. And, right. they, and and you, I've been seeing the same supporting artists. Mm. For 
30 years. They, this is their living, right? Really? Anyway, I was on the bus with a few of them once, and I could hear these two guys behind me, and they were going, yeah, apparently, yeah, there was this thing where Bruce Lee, he met Muhammad Ali, and they had a fight, right? <laughs> and it was in a car park here. Yeah. And apparently, Bruce Lee... He did one inch punch and he punched Muhammad Ali through 10 walls. You know, <laughs> and it's that conversation yeah. that, you, that people have for some sort of playground chat. And that, so the other person's being polite and going, yeah, yeah, of oh, course. Cool. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking, what are they, what are they talking I've, about? I've literally just come in from a urination session and I've caught the end of that. And I think what we're talking about is the beauty of the exaggerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah, the yeah, compulsive yeah. liar. Yeah, they're the best people. Reverse cowboy. I actually what? think I'm a genius. I, I genuinely think I'm a genius I mean, and an that, alien. He has that Atlantic what? cocaine. Reverse cowboy. What I don't understand is why did they send all the convicts to Australia? Why didn't they just leave them here and then take everyone else over to Australia? Because it was like considered a, a barren, a barren hole. Yeah. It was boiling hot and there was nothing there. Yeah. Some the, bits still are like that. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean... Not I've never really been. You're there, very lucky. You're very lucky to but have. I am lucky. I, that's the one good thing about my career is that mm. it takes me to places I would never go mm. out of choice. Just, Where's the you know, weirdest place you've been? Moscow. Right. That was weird. Moscow. I didn't like it. Was there a, a sort of feeling that you were constantly not allowed to be there? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, Moscow. It hadn't long been out of communism, and right. it wasn't a very welcoming place. It's one of the most racist places I've ever been in my life. And I always. And you were and there were no, a black guy. There were no taxis. You, there, <laughs> You had to just ha you had to just haul someone down off the street, yeah. just pray they wouldn't murder you. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't fancy Russia at all. I don't want to go. There. I don't care. China, I, fucking look, China's the one I really don't fancy. No, no, no. desire no. at all. Animals. I know a guy who moved there because his wife got a job there, like a mate of mine, and he lives there, and it doesn't sound like he loves it. No, he lives in sort of fear at all times. It's the food. You'd think it's going to be, you know, duck spring rolls and all things like that, but it yeah, is salt and pepper like, chips. It's, it's like, like chicken's feet and. Yeah, frog souls. Yeah, live kittens. And yeah, shit. live kittens. And t they've got Tesco in China, right? Tesco's branched out, gone there, and you can buy a live turtle, just to, like cook. Wow. Yeah, they just got them in the in the fish section. You buy a turtle and go home and boil it. I mean, it's just spiteful, isn't it? It's yeah, just the most spiteful. So, uh, mm. It's a. I'm generalising here. It's pretty much of a guess, but in my opinion, Chinese people wouldn't fucking piss this on you. This is the racist section fire. of... Uh... No, 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 but have you ever met one? Like, if I was... Have you ever met one? Like, we'd walk <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. One of the funniest things I've ever heard in an alternative life, if I was a twin, if I had a twin, my twin told me when my twin was in jail that when he was in jail, when they were hanging out the windows, when, once them doors lock at seven o'clock, all the comedy is out the windows and it's just criminals giving it to each other until the doors open and you'll stab each other because of what you said last night. Wow. Anyway, yeah. this one, E-Man, my twin brother told me, Theo. he was just a compulsive liar. He was a lovely geezer. He stunk, but he was just this massive black dude from Enfield. Yeah. And we all knew he was just, he couldn't stop lying. And then out of the fucking blue one night, he said he fucked a Chinese bird and she had a horizontal pussy. <laughs> wow. wow. I've never heard that many <laughs> men laugh at once. Reverse cowboy. My mate Barry, he's got the tiniest cock ever. And, really? Uh, yeah, it was tiny. And he said to me, he said, you were shagging this bird. And he said, she's shagging his brother. And he said that his brother told her the things he says. And he said, so he knew what she was going to say. And she was going, oh, fuck me with your cock. It's so big. And he was thinking, don't mug me off. Listen, yeah, just be honest. Piece. Just like, be honest. She was saying that to him when he's got a little one. 
Yeah, she's going, oh, wow, it's so big. And he's like, it's not. I know, he's tiny. I love it when people are really honest about stuff. My mate, he's got a little daughter, and when you see your mate who's got a baby, oh, my God, they're so cute. And uh, I I went to see the baby, and and someone said, oh, she's so cute. And he's like, she's not, she looks like me. And that doesn't look good on a little girl. He's like, she's she's ugly as fuck. My mate had a Down syndrome kid, and he just had to keep making fun of it just to cope with the fact that he had a Down syndrome kid. And it was just, in the end, it was just like, please stop making Down syndrome jokes about your own child. It was so bad. (laughs) I mean... Reverse cowboy. I remember when I was mm. working at Bloomberg, which is like the most New York fucking company ever. Mm. And obviously, what were you doing it, at Bloomberg? It, it, I worked from for twelve years. When I left school, I got a job there, and I was doing like events, kind of. Mm. You got sacked for being a racist. <laughs> I didn't. I got sacked for just being a legend. No, no I, was it good though? Not well. Did it, you do events? Because you maybe booked my band because we played the summer party once. What was Did your, what was your I, band, I was your band called? Um, I Lost Profits. Lost <laughs> Profits, yeah. But you know, uh, no, the one that played that, no I can't remember what it was called, but. <laughs> no Profits. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the one that did all right in, uh, in, in Bulgaria and in Israel is called Swiss Lips. That was the one. But the Swiss one with, Lips? Swiss Lips, yeah. Don't know what, what was the sort of type of music, was it? Sort of. 2012 synth pop. Yeah, yeah. So remember them Bloomberg summer parties? I don't know. No old bar. They were there was money was no. They were quite big. Oh yeah, it was like a whole park. They rented out a good park. They got loads of fucking money though. But they write all that off. I played up at one of the summer parties when you didn't really think much of it. Got called into the old HR office on Monday and they had a crime sheet. They must have had someone following me around. They were like, mm. okay. I would you... if you worked for me though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They didn't know half of the shit. I broke the. Uh, the... <laughs> oh, anyway. Tell us, what did you break? Basically, so they had like coaches like ferrying yeah. people back to London from Hertfordshire or whatever yeah. it was. And the coach kind of stopped on archway, and me and my mate was trapped on this coach out of oh. our heads. And I was like, "Mate, should we just fucking jump out the fire escape or what?" Yeah. And we did, and we we you know proved the thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. The, all the doors open. Me yeah. and him just, just darted off. off the bus, went into a pub. About an hour later, we came out of the pub. The coach is still there. Oh, like, you fucked the families. system, mate. Yeah, but on the Monday, okay. Could you come in here? We need to talk to you about your conduct on Saturday. And it was, oh. we, you were witnessed queue jumping, throwing food, using profanities. And it was like, what, have but, you really had someone yeah. following me around? You don't know, have you ever met me? You employed me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, like, and you're also going to sack me in about eight years. Yeah. That was one of the other reasons why I stopped drinking was because like there was always these social events in, mm. in, my, in my thing and like I, I'm I'm one of those people who's like if we're going out we're going out we're partying I don't care where we are mm. we could be Buckingham Palace we could be wherever I act the same as if I'm in the local pub or wherever it doesn't know, bring we, the best out of people does it yeah. if you're someone like me <laughs> someone like me mm. it's just I don't have any as soon as I drank I had no barriers I was no. not going to read. So I, I realised really quickly that these amazing parties that we were being invited to, you weren't actually allowed to let your hair down mm. at these parties. Networking events. But yeah, you yeah, did, obviously. Business, but I did. And so what I would do mm. is I would actually go to these events and then treat it as if it was my mate's 18th or my mate's yeah. stag. And then people would talk about you and they'd say... Did you see Kevin? I don't go to events really much now no. because just because of the small talk element of the night, it's just I I, it's excruciating well. yeah. for me. I just can't do it. 
like, see, I always get drunk too fast because in social situations, I can't sit still. I've got, I, I've yeah, got, I just can't sit still and I can't talk to people for too long. Yeah. So I have to get drunk and I get really drunk. But then like, I was at a wedding and my mate, he plays drums for the guy from The Beautiful South, right? Uh, what's he called? Uh, no, he doesn't. That's a woman Paul who plays Heaton. drums Paul for The Beautiful yeah. South. Right? Yeah. And I'm nothing against Paul Heaton. I'm sure he's all, I've met him a couple times. He seems all right, yeah, whatever. He's a, he's a nice man. Yeah, okay. however, but at this wedding, right, for some reason... Paul Heaton, he decided to get on stage, right, whilst the bride and groom were on stage, and he decided, not planned, to sing My Funny Valentine to the Bride, right? Which is a Chet Baker song about the... Her looks are laughable, unphotographable. It's saying she's a mingo, right? And I just thought... I was. I thought he's not thought this through. This bloke, right? He's singing this song because it's a beautiful song, but he's saying the bride's a minger, and I could see her face dropping, but he couldn't stop doing it. So because I was leathered, even though it was like three p.m. and no one else was, everyone was sober. I stood up and just started shouting, "Rotterdam, do Rotterdam!" Because he did that fucking tune in the nineties that was horrible. I was like, "Do Rotterdam!" And everyone's looking at me, and I made more of a cunt of myself than he did, right? And people were going, "Sit, Sam, sit down." Like people have known for like twenty years, Sam, sit down. And I was just going, "Rotterdam." Because I, I couldn't stand it, but then after it, I felt like a fucking dick. Yeah, well, that's the problem, isn't it? I but like, I find the thing with alcohol in comparison with any other drug is, and, and that's why people say it's the sociable one, which I don't agree with, is that alcohol would remove the ability for me to read the room. <laughs> I couldn't, I wasn't aware of what the tone of the room was, mm. so I, that's when I stood out. Whereas mm. now, I know. Did you play up at the, an awards things, like yeah, chucking? The comedy awards. Oh, well and it did affect my career. What I did mean, you do? I destroyed it. So the comedy awards, basically. <laughs> When's this? So it's on. It's televised. You don't it's, know about it's it, on, it's, I it's on YouTube. It. It's on YouTube. It's like chucking bread rolls. My wife was seven months pregnant, <laughs> and we got to the awards, and none of my cast were at the table. It was all the producers, and I had a sort of. I was in a weird mood because of this thing. And anyway, we mm. knew we hadn't won the award because someone we knew was in was the it room for your sh- for Star Stories. It was for the Kevin Bishop show, right. and we knew that we knew that the In Betweeners had won months mm. in advance. So my mates produced the In Betweeners. The, I've known him mm. for years. They're lovely guys. Friend of the podcast, Emily Atak was in it. Yeah, mm. yeah, and so. These guys, I've known them for years, and so they, when they we saw at the beginning of the night, I said, "Listen, we know you've won. Fuck off. When, enjoy it. When you go up to get your award, we're not gonna we're gonna we're not gonna do that smiling through gritted teeth. We're gonna just throw everything on the table at you." But this was like a in jest at yeah. the beginning of the night. By the time it got to our award, it you was the leathered. end of the night, and we were bladdered, mm. and we just went for it. And it and it, even though it was a laugh because I was so drunk, I was I literally was like Oliver Reed. And, it, and I, when I saw it back on telly, I was like, that looks like, it looks like with sour grapes or... Yeah. And it, it was... In your head, it was like... Everyone was everyone, laughing. Everyone's going to think it's like a, a joke. And, yeah, but you well, went too far. Well, everyone's laughing in the you room. You too far. Yeah, but there's no microphones to pick up everyone laughing mm. at that point. So it just looked like we hated the in-betweeners and we didn't at all. We loved the show. And, you know, there was no sour grapes at so all. Was that like... Did you read about this at the time or something? No, I remember watching it. It's, wow. it's probably the one video that's like my, got the most hits on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, the biggest moment. Yeah, yeah. Were people with the press calling you a cunt for it? Oh, God. No, I'll tell you what was worse was the silence. Oh. It was the silence the next two days. Nobody called me. The only person was Kathy Burke. Oh, well, she said, she said, don't worry, babe. She went, your country needs you. And she was the only one. I, well, I, lo- I love Kathy Burke. I love everything she's ever done until I... I and this is, this is the problem with social media. Everything's boiled down to a 15-second clip. Mm. Now... I saw a clip of a... Oh, I don't know, whatever. You're going to go on to a, a tolerance of uh, of sort of people who identify as something, aren't you? As woke. Just, yeah, no, she, she was making you. a good point. 
Reverse cowboy. Well, I've got bones pit with you. When I was at a festival at the weekend, you thought maybe I wouldn't have phone signal, so you started attacking me and my frontman abilities, didn't you? No, I didn't. You did. No, you were I like, didn't. "Who's better, frontman?" And you no. pretended it was my question, oh, so yeah, was which, which was like because you were too cowardly. You were out of your head. And you were you too cowardly, out and you signed in as your basically. No, too cowardly, and, and you just so just so Gavin knows. Yeah. What about Gavin? Yeah, Gavin, Gavin. <laughs> that's not your, that's not your ears playing. <laughs> but basically, now and again, I pretend I'm him. On the reverse cowboy yeah. Instagram, and it's really and rude, like, actually. And it's I like, put statements out and then sign them off as vom. Like, right, right, right. He put out there, "Who's the best frontman?" Knowing my history, and he said, "Me or, me or vom?" And it just to hurt no, me, actually. Me or all right fans? Yeah, me or all right fans. Everyone said me. Yeah, and they did. And you know what? I agree. You would have been an amazing frontman. No, but even better than cocky, that. You're cocky. You're cocky, and you're good-looking lad. You no, would have been great, no, but, but you, next, you missed your chance. The next story was the next <laughs> fucked it up. Too old now. The next story was who's fucked more birds. Me or all right fans, and everyone said all right fans. Reverse cowboy. So, uh, anyone listening wants to get extra episodes, one a week for a quid. If you can't afford that, then you literally scum. Yeah, right? so yeah, it's, it's a pound a month, right? But anyway, someone deleted their pledge. They were only paying a pound a month, they deleted it. His name was Edward Flanagan. So, Edward, if you listen to this free episode, you're pathetic, <laughs> mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, you deserve to uh, be humiliated. Um, I, I know a man called Edward Flanagan. He bums animals in his caravan. He loves roast beef and mustard Brennigans. He'll bum anything, Edward Flanagan. Fuck off, Edward. Gives you quit. <laughs> Brilliant. No, yeah, I mean, we're not bitter when people quit, but we, we, we are. We are. We, are, we, we are quite bitter. Yeah. Reverse cowboy. When you were a kid, do you remember when you went to like a public event, like a like a circus? There was always a lost kid zone. So if you're a kid and you got, you're going to get kids walk off, don't they? Yeah, you have to go to lost kid zone, don't you? Yeah. And um, I was a kid who always got lost, but yeah. I remember the other day I did it on purpose once. I was like, I went to an air show with my mum and a, a new boyfriend when my parents got divorced, and you know I was a bit like, who the fuck's this guy? Shagging my mum. How dare he? You know, that's dad's job. Well, and you got lost on no, purpose. Well, I walked past the lost kids bit. My mum was like, if you get lost, you got to go there. And I was like, all right. And I looked in, and they're all eating popcorn. And I'm such a fucking northern povo. I'd never eaten popcorn. I'd never had it. Fuck off. Honestly, You're not that northern. I was like, I'm really <laughs> northern. What do you fucking eat? We didn't have popcorn. I was, Soil. I was like, seven. That's I'd never so eaten pop. Seven. I'd never eaten popcorn. We just didn't have it. Right? Jesus Christ. I know, I don't know why, we just have it. Sweet corn. So I was like, I want some of that fucking popcorn. So I just ran off from my mum so that I could say I was lost. Faked a lost. Went and got popcorn and waited there till she came and got me. It was, yeah. that was the hot. warning signs were there. Well, yeah, there problems. was, I don't know if there still is, uh, when the Millennium Dome was still the Millennium Dome. Yeah. So I think it was like a year after it was like the new It'll year. It'll always be the Millennium Dome to me. But anyway, they had a great big rave there one year. Right. It might have been 2001, 2000. I was about... 1920, and I, I took so many fucking ease. I just, the next minute, I was outside my mum and dad's house, completely stark bollock naked with one of them big sheets of tinfoil around me. <laughs> threw all my clothes away and ended up in the lost zone and well, no one naked. come to look for me.
Fucking yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was 2007. Terrible. When you've got one of them silver t- tinfoil rags around you, you know you've taken the wrong yeah, step in life. Right? To go on. Especially on like, <laughs> January the 1st, normally quite a cold morning. Yeah. <laughs> you see those lads who went up, they climbed up Snowden, which is, I don't know if you've ever done it. It's built for walking up. Anyone yeah. can go up it. Yeah. It's a long day. But yeah. it's a t- and it's a tough walk, but it's built for it. You can get a train down if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and some lads went up there and they got so baked or they ate some mushrooms or something that they like called air rescue because they just couldn't face walking down. <laughs> They were just too stoned. Why don't you ask me what I'm doing this weekend? What are you doing, mate? What are you doing? I'm playing in a celebrity football match. Um, oh. I mean... Do you want to know who the other celebrities are? Yeah. Paul Danan. Mmm, Danan. Mmm, Danan. Danan was in my show. And He's that funny as fucking That is literally it. That's it. It's the only one. And the crazy ginger cabbie. Yeah. Who's a blinder. He's my mate. He's yeah. a good guy. It's yeah. a load of people who are sort of a bit successful on TikTok and uh, Patreon like you. It's and then, and then, then I'm... Yeah, brilliant. Uh, but I'm worried about how shit guy. I am at football. Well, that, that's the thing. That's why I always avoided those things because I, I never really wanted to play in the game just oh, in case I broke my ankle. I played in one when I was 16. Mm. was just coming up, up at Treasure Island to come out and I played against... Uh, who uh, Bradley Walsh was playing mm. Jimmy Percy from Sham 69 and Captain Sensible this right. is how long ago it was and um, lead singer from Let Loose slide, slide tackled me fucking he nearly up. broke my fucking leg I tell you who was, was, was a brilliant player Bradley Walsh he was a fantastic football player really he's good. such a lot uh, do you know I met him once mm. and mm. he's fucking hilarious just in the two yeah, minutes lovely. I met him yeah, he's very funny seems guy. like a good bloke yeah he's, he's, he's a really nice fella he went to like number one a couple of years ago, didn't he? That's how far music, the music industry slipped. Yeah. Um, he, he slipped I, the net. Can I tell you a secret, from? Yeah. Not a secret. I'm putting it on a, you know, a global yeah. podcast to a global audience. Yeah. But you've entered an elite group of men that my mum will randomly bring up and say, he's a nice boy. Oh, well, I'm good with mums, but she's lovely. She's when really I say nice. elite, I mean it's literally you and Denzel Washington. And the only difference is... Any time she sees Denzel Washington on her telly, she goes, N-word. Oh, he's a good looking for a black man. <laughs> and it is so like... She does do that. It's so like... You look like your mum a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's a compliment. Really? I went round to a family party of his and him and his mum just had exactly the same clothes on. <laughs> you, you both had a green turtleneck on and blue jeans no, and white trainers. No, classics. It was, yeah, a, it it was a four-legged pair of jeans and... Yeah. <laughs> You both had like, t-shirts. You both had like light blue rolled. boot cuts on, a green turtleneck, and some Reebok classics. I was like, "Why are you dressed the same?" No, like, well, it, was, it was very weird that we went for the exact same outfit that day. And you got the same hair. You, I was like, "It's just you look similar." Well, a lot of people always used to say that's not your mum, and that was proof that that must be my mum because you know DNA and shit. My brother told me in my whole childhood I was adopted. He's like, "You're adopted." You're yeah, I did that to my brother. That's why because he was tall and I was jealous. He was tall. Is he taller than you? I said there was a really tall milkman in 1981. (laughs) I said, "That's why you exist." (laughs) Carried it on for years. I think that's quite common in siblings. My my kids said they do it to each other as well. Yeah, you're horrible to your siblings, aren't you? My brother used to beat the shit out of me all the time, but we're best mates now. Well, I was the oldest, so that never happened to me. That never happened to me. But could you still have a mom? Really ashamed. My brother's big, and I can and. He could take me easily, and he does. He does like jujitsu. Does he let like, you know sorts. he could take you? But no, but I just have to look at him, and that's it. He, he, You're still he big knows. brother. He's, yeah, he's, he just knows. I'm really ashamed of how I treated my brother throughout his teenagers. He's three years older than me. He's gay. Bent as an iron bob. No, mm. probably getting a really hard time at school, and then he'd come home from school and he'd have me yapping at him. You gay? You gay? Were you just you know? bullying him for being gay? 
Yeah, but bit. at the time he wasn't gay. He was right. just, you're a loner, you're a loser, you're, you're yeah. probably gay. And that's the last thing he fucking needed when he came home. But you can't, and it haunts yeah. me. But you can't overthink. My brother apologises to me all the time for the way he behaved with me because he was four years older, so he's a lot bigger, but he used to batter me, you know, and he shot me in the eye to wear a patch once for like six weeks. He used to beat the shit out of me, you know, and uh, he's like so... Oh, like, he said, I'm so sorry I should do that. But, you know, he had a lot of troubles as a kid. He had, you know, and, and my parents getting divorced fucked him up. Oh, shit. And he did take it out of me, but... Yeah, well, am I, am I, you, like that. you don't know. You don't, and I, it doesn't matter. Kids are cruel. Yeah, and when, when well, I, I got bullied at school, and I, and I, I think back for? to it, but just for being on telly. Yeah. And at the time, I thought, oh, they, they were evil and whatever. And I look back now, I think, no, they're just kids. So and and they're, just, mm. they're just jealous. Who wouldn't be? And I think mm. if we are going to end this podcast now, a really nice way to end it would be for me to say, if your brother was treating you like that whilst your family was going through a divorce, he put the div in divorce. That's good. Reverse cowboy. The other day I was at this festival and I took my mum to a 70th for a 70th and I thought, all the lineup was not really great, exciting. That You know that lad called Sam Ryder who's made it off yeah, TikTok? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got an amazing voice but he's annoyingly happy. Yeah, yeah. I went down to watch him and I thought, oh, God, this is going to be shit. It was amazing. Anyway, two songs in, I'm punching the air, hugging strangers. Yeah. I was like, this guy's a He's like such a fucking force of nature. Yeah, 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 I love him. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And he was like Freddie Mercury and he was doing the... Hey, 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 oh, hey. And I, he just had the crowd in the palm of his hand and I was like, I, w- I wish I was as happy as him for one day of my life. And I, I, hope, I'm, I hope it works out for him because he's done that sort of kiss of death, like mm. um, Eurovision thing. But, but it's, it's but worth he's amazing. Him. Yeah, he's amazing. No, he, his talent's undeniable. He's like yeah. so good. But he is like he's a very bit... Radio 1, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I never listened to his music at home. But in that moment, he was doing lots of covers as well. Did he win? He won, I don't know if he won Eurovision. Don't know, he but no, he didn't he, win it. He didn't win it because it, Ukraine won it, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they've got to let them win. It's always a joy to have you, Kev. Please come on every week. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Sorry we're about ourselves. We love you. Chajina. Yeah, great. Right over there, Chajina. Yeah, we love you. Reverse Cowboy.